Oh, I needed to hit the wah, 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 How long do we have to wait for that? Greg Pancake Hill produces the program. Is that coming up right here? Hit it. Yeah. That's what I'm talking about. Live from the Annex Wealth Management Studios at the Avenue in downtown Milwaukee, this is Wisconsin's Morning News. Here's your host, Vince Vetrano. Eleven minutes after six on this Friday morning. Still don't know right now whether he was trying to do it on purpose, but so we get what? Half a dozen shootings or so a night in Milwaukee. We get communications from Milwaukee police on each of them. And we don't make news stories out of all of them. If uh, there are extenuating circumstances or, or, you know, maybe the person's still out there, public at risk. You know. Some would impact society yes, more than exactly. others, some of these cases. So, But this scenario was fascinating. Overnight, and this was Wednesday night into Thursday. So between midnight and about 2 a.m., 60th and Hampton, that area. Police respond to three people shot. One's dead, two are injured, and they're trying to get the injured to the hospital. Now, MPD doesn't tell us anymore whether they're men or women. Uh, I think they gave the ages of the people who were shot. I don't have that in front of me. But the suspect they knew, 68-year-old man, he's gone. He has fled the scene. Again, they're trying to get these two other people who are injured in this triple shooting that's left one other person dead to the hospital. The ambulance with one of the victims is leaving the scene. And gets in a crash with another vehicle just blocks away from the scene. The other vehicle is being driven by the 68-year-old shooting suspect. Wow. Okay, so the question is... Was he trying to take out the ambulance with one of the survivors of his shooting? I asked that to the MPD uh, Public Information Office, and they simply responded... Can't say, basically, can't tell you that right now. We're still still investigating. And I don't know if they knew that, whether they would tell me that at this point, because all of these charges will ultimately refer to the district attorney's office. The two shooting victims who survived initially were expected to survive. You're driving the ambulance and you get T boned by some guy trying to get (laughs) to the patient. Right? So the driver, this, this suspect, was injured, not injuries were not severe. And he was arrested. So the, the good news there is by exposing himself perhaps in this way, now they got the shooter yeah. who heretofore had been free but maybe was trying to take out one of the survivors of his violent acts. 613 on Wisconsin's Morning News. Time for an update from the Gruber Law Office's One Call, That's All Sports Desk. Here's Brandon Snide. The Green Bay Packers are just days away from their Week 15 matchup at Lambeau Field where they will host the Tampa Bay Bucks. The Pack's injury list unfortunately grew after the team's loss on Monday night against the Giants. But despite all of that, quarterback Jordan Love is confident whomever will be out there on Sunday afternoon. I think anytime you, you don't have your best guys out there, it's tough. You know, we've had so many reps with other guys in our offense that I'm comfortable, those guys are comfortable. And like I said, it is it's really that next man up mentality. But obviously it's tough. You always want to have your best guys out there, but things happen. It's football, injuries happen. Um, so it's just how do you move on, not make excuses about anything, and just um, obviously get as comfortable as we can throughout the week. It is yet to be determined who will or who will not play on Sunday, but you can add running back A.J. Dillon to the list of players who aren't sure if they'll be able to suit up. According to Quadzilla himself, he did confirm on Thursday he broke his thumb in that game against the Giants. 
and said he has to figure out if playing would create a bigger issue down the road. We still got some days left in the week, and uh, you know those questions I got to figure out myself. But you know if I can go, I can. I'm gonna go. You know I've played through some stuff in the past couple of years or whatever that obviously I'm hurting, but you know I'm good enough to go. And uh, so you know I try to be out there if, if I can, and uh, you know that doesn't change right now. You got, you got, you're you're looking spry this morning. You could run 20, <laughs> 15, 20 carries. What are the options? If it's not so there's some, and it's not there's some maybe Jones. some good news. Aaron Jones said, and I'm using his words, quote, confident about his chances of playing Sunday. Matt LaFleur okay. called it more of a game time probably decision. So they'll have a real practice today, Friday, um, a walkthrough Saturday, and then they obviously play Sunday. So you'll get a, a good feel for where Aaron Jones, <laughs> where the Packers' backfield might be. If it's not Vinny, otherwise, I mean, <laughs> otherwise some names you hadn't seen before are going to be <laughs> holding on to that football. Could be, could be. Kickoff set for noon on Sunday. You can tune in right here on WTMJ for our Green Bay game day coverage beginning at 9 a.m. The Wisconsin Badgers women's volleyball championship aspirations came to a screeching halt on Thursday night as Texas defeats them three sets to one, ending their season in the final four. We gave it our best shot, but uh, we, we, you know, I, I, I told these guys all year if somebody's going to knock us out, it was going to take a great effort, and Texas certainly gave us that tonight. Coach Kelly Sheffield there following the team's heartbreaking loss. Wisconsin, though, finishing the 2023 season with a 30-4 and record. Impressive nonetheless. And lastly, over to College Hoops, where the Marquette Golden Eagles knocked off the St. Thomas Tommies by a final score of 84-79. to Kolick bumped by Dobbs, back to Cam Jones, who'll penetrate off to Ross. Wide open, three, good. Big, oh, big shot by Ross. Baby, bigger than big! Homer and Tony with the call on 94.5 ESPN Milwaukee. The Tommies scored 46 in the second half, but the Golden Eagles survived that late scare and hang on to cap a non-conference play at 9-2. and two. Next up for Marquette, a road trip out to Providence on Tuesday night. 6-18 on Wisconsin's Morning News. I needed to hit the wah-wah-wah. How long do we have to wait for that? Greg Pancake Hill produces the program. Is that coming up right here? Hit it. Yeah. That's what I'm talking about. Iconic band right there, by the way. I mean, if we're going to play it, you got to hit that spot. That's the hit, man. That's that's the... Got to hit the post. So this is your thing coming up here, Deb. It's uh, something we take for granted. You know, when we drive at night, there's more to just firing up your car and flicking a switch so you can see. Here's Debbie with the, the unsung hero of the vehicle, the headlight. Picture this. You're in Star Wars, and you're in the speeder bike scene on Endor. Now, picture it at night with no light. Feels scary, doesn't it? Well, being able to see at high speeds is why we've got headlights. Since the late 1880s, the first were acetylene and oil. They've gone from the incandescent bulbs, which, you know, were not as good as far as, you know, seeing and wide range from left to right on the road and distance down the road to now the LED lights, which lets you see hundreds of feet down the road without impairing other drivers. I talked to sales associate Brandon Simmets at our WTMJ partner Hall Automotive. We've come a long way. And now we've got automatic and adaptive headlights. The way that works is if you're driving, say, on a back road, even in a city, you know, whatever the case may be, if you turn to the left, the headlights will turn to the left with you. If you turn to the right, they'll turn to the right with you. Helps guide you, see what's coming on that you're turning into rather than turning into blindness and only seeing straight ahead. 
They've even got headlights that automatically sense the darkness and flip the brights on without you even touching them. They also turn off if an oncoming vehicle is there. Seems pretty sweet, huh? Excellent! Well, it's a little more complicated than that. So much for automation making our lives easier. You know how every time we have a rainy day and I mention in my traffic reports to remember to turn your headlights on? Well, turns out there's been a debate on if you really need to. No, I'm okay. I've got daytime running lights. No, no, no. It's okay. I got it covered. My headlights are automatic. No big deal. Are you sure about that? A lot of people think that daytime running lights and headlights are the same. They are not. Uh, the daytime running lights basically just show you that the vehicle is running. Someone is moving you know, to and from. The actual headlights will project the light down the road and display what's in front of you rather than the daytime running lights, again, showing that the vehicle is running. So that means headlights have a more intense beam. Also, depending on the model of your car, your taillights may not come on with daytime running lights until you actually hit the brakes. This aspect has more to do with other people seeing you rather than you being able to see. As a matter of fact, in 2016, Wisconsin State Legislature implemented the Headlight Visibility Law. The law states drivers must turn on their headlights when weather conditions limit visibility. Now, I could get into all the nuts and bolts of what constitutes limited visibility, but let's just make it easier. Wipers on, lights on. Yes, even in the daytime. It doesn't even hurt the car, even if they're on during the day. You know, the, the worst thing you can do is drive blind. If you have them on, it's not gonna hurt the car, it's not gonna hurt you, it's not gonna burn them out quicker, it'll just help you. As long as they're set on auto, all the modern vehicles, they'll turn them off after a set number of seconds or minutes. As far as the adaptive headlights, the very fact that they turn as you turn the steering wheel means you're not turning into blindness at speed. Whitetail deer, rejoice! Hooray! I mean, wouldn't you rather be able to see when you're going 60 or 70 miles an hour? So let's take a second and spare a thought about our unsung hero, the headlights. Keeping us safe since 1880. Debbie Lazaga, WTMJ News. Okay, first of all, outstanding use of the Star Wars sound effects. Thank you. Yeah. I thought you'd like that. <laughs> you, drive, you drive with the lights on all the time? Um, I have the, uh, the auto setup, but right, okay. what I did notice with this is that there's different sensitivity of when it'll actually come on because it does mm. have a sensor. So I actually had it down on kind of a lower sensitivity and I'm like, why isn't this turning on? It's raining out or whatever. I actually had to go in and change the setting. You can do that on some of the newer cars. I don't auto mine because I just, <laughs> it's like a control just, thing. Just I remember just don't, don't to trust do it, it though. I don't trust it to turn off. I don't trust it to turn on, <laughs> but I, I, yeah, I ride with my lights on all the time. Yeah, that's good. Get in there. Okay. Just habit. Good just habit. As long as you remember how to do it, because a lot of people don't. And I'll never be scolded by Debbie. I always get those texts. <laughs> Badgers volleyball flames out in the final four. Brandon Snide tells us how it happened in sports at 645. The trains are running smoothly again this morning in New Jersey. Commuters and staff were told they couldn't get on the train for a while there at Newark's Penn Station. Why? Because there was a bull on the track. Bull. A bull. We were on the train, and uh, the conductor's like, there's a bull on the track. And I said, what? And it's like, I thought he was he was joking around. And then the train slowed down, and he's like, there it is, there it is. And I, I looked out the window, and it was, there it was. It was uh, just kind of trotting down the track there. Bullseye. Yeah, it was a bull. <laughs> Just wandering on the tracks, kind of running. 
See, at first they thought it was just a really big rat. <laughs> you know, they make them big over there. With horns and hooves. And this thing had huge horns. In fact, that was part of the trouble. It was like trying to get different places, and it couldn't because of those. He was trapped inside there. They had to close the gate, and then he was trying to run out. And then they, every time he tried to come out, they was running, you know, because, you know, them horns. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Bullseye. Yeah, them horns. Those horns will do it. Um, so at first, like, people had a hard time believing that this was for real. I thought maybe it was a Red Bulls PR stunt or something like that, considering <laughs> the stadium was right there. But, um, yeah, he was just trotting along. We were just trying to figure out what um, where it came from. Yeah, right. Tell me you know the answer to that. Well, so maybe. Opening pitch. Bullseye. <laughs> yeah. Come on, you. <laughs> uh, so what they think is, is that it may have come from a local slaughterhouse. I don't know how many are in the area, but... They think that's where it came from. They think he's about a year old, and they're able to trank the bull, and they're going to get him to an animal sanctuary. He'll be able to let him free, and he'll go with, uh, I think he'll go with a group of 13 others that I have, that 10 of them have horns. Um, and, uh, you know, hopefully he dies of old age in 20 years or so. Yeah, that's the guy, Mike Skira, with the Skylands Animal Sanctuary. So he, he did it. He escaped. Yeah. Well, they he able sprung to... himself from the slaughterhouse. And now he's going to live. Yeah, he's going yeah. lo- to run free. Mm-hmm. Bullseye. Yep. 639 in Wisconsin's Morning News. On this Friday morning, Wisconsin's Morning News, one of the most fascinating things to me, Eric, remains about former President Donald Trump's position in the polls as we're now a month out from the Iowa caucuses when people actually start voting. And we'll see whether the polls accurately reflect voting patterns. But nonetheless, he's crushing the other Republican challengers on the GOP side. And despite so many of his closest allies, his former devotees, people that were loyal to him, turning on him. A lot of them. And not just those who are in legal jeopardy, (laughs) right? Among them was former President Trump's loyal attorney general, William Barr, who... And I've read multiple books on this and fair accounts of those final days in the White House. And A.G. Barr was among those people telling the then president, you did not win. There is no evidence. Quit listening to Giuliani and Sidney Powell. I'm going to release the Kraken. (laughs) Right? Stop listening to these Mm -hmm. people. They're Mm -hmm. not serving you. It's not here. And this was a guy who was loyal to President Trump. And he wouldn't listen. But nonetheless... uh, he now has kind of turned on Trump. He won't say a lot of terrible things about him, but he also doesn't think he should be the nominee. Bill Barr talked this week with WTMJ's Libby Collins. Knowing what you know now, do you believe Donald Trump is fit to be president? I don't think Biden is anywhere near fit to be president, and I prefer not to have Trump as president. I think that there are other Republican candidates who are capable of winning massive victories to serve for at least two terms and then possibly like reagan and bush have three terms and i think we need something like that to turn the country around and i think uh that's the most important thing for the republican party and i i think trump may lose the election and if he doesn't lose it'll be a very tight election and i think that that's throwing away a golden opportunity for the republican party to make the kind of fundamental change in direction that we need to get this country back on track You can hear Libby's entire interview with former Attorney General Bill Barr this Sunday morning. It's going to run between 8 and 9 a.m. on Wisconsin's Weekend Morning News. Brandon Snide has sports coming up next.
about 6.52 on Wisconsin's Morning News. ESPN Milwaukee's Gabe Neitzel in the house with us today. I saved this for you. Excellent. Is there someone who would appreciate this? (laughs) So I've got a friend. I I do not want to identify her, nor do I want to identify the children who are the subject of this. Okay. Okay. I want to protect the children. (laughs) So I'll just say she's in the business. Okay. Okay. And she works at a TV station somewhere in Wisconsin. All right. Okay. And she is familiar to me. And she shared this voicemail message that came into the station as from time to time things do. So let me just start it with this. Yes. I'm just one of your regular morning viewers. I like your people that you have on. That's my main thing. Very nice. Your good. newscasters and your weathermen and yeah, whatnot. Yeah, the weathermen there. I like that. Yeah. Okay. That's okay, a good. very nice yeah, message. Good start. Right? Yeah. I like to hear that. Yeah. Um, d- well, here's what she doesn't like. The issue why I'm calling is, why don't you people, like, listen to a tape of a song of these kids from these school choirs before you put them on the air? That frickin' song that you just had on this morning, that group of kids singing jingle bells, it's got to be one of the worst jingle bell songs I've ever heard. And most of those choirs... Suck. <laughs> Children. What she's referring to is well, I mean, TV station. I'm, I'm, I'm glad that you know somebody's br- you know spreading the holiday cheer. Happy holidays. <laughs> <laughs> They're putting on. They've asked local choirs, the school choirs. Yeah. Hey, send us in a holiday song, a video of you, and we'll put it on TV. And so they run yeah. it. Merry Christmas. Yeah, great. I mean, it's great. You're connecting with the holidays. Kids are probably yeah. thrilled that they're going to be yeah. on TV. Yes. I mean, she does have one thing correct. Most of the children choirs, they're not very good. (laughs) Right? But that's okay. Like, that's not, they're they're not selling records. Like, we're not buying their album. You know, this isn't the Philadelphia Eagles offensive lineman Christmas album, which is better than it has any right of being, by the way. If you don't know what I'm talking about, you can Google it. But no, this is something nice for the community. No, it's an outrage. Don't you like pre-listen to this stuff first? <laughs> I either change the channel or mute it out so I don't have to hear it. It is so disturbing to listen to their rotten, off-key songs that sound just like crap. <laughs> this this person doesn't have children. It's, crap. it's very obvious that this person who left this feedback does not have children. Either that or something happened when she got up this morning. Dog, <laughs> not good today. Dog wet the floor or something. Unbelievable. They're just singing jingle bells. They're just yeah. They're just having time, you know. Just let them sing. Spread the holiday cheer. There's nothing wrong with this. Eric and I looked oh. at the video. It wasn't even that bad. <laughs> it wasn't. Even bad. They were actually pretty good. Again, it turns out it's tough for a third grader to consistently be on key. Right. Not a, not a, so. All right, you, you you bring up you know Christmas and and choirs and whatnot. So uh, when I was growing up, I was in our high school band, our middle school band. Grew up in Horicon. And, I've, you know, not a large community by any stretch of the imagination. So uh, I played the tuba. I was a tuba player. Awesome. And Good when, for you. when I was in seventh grade, um, the eighth grade band didn't have a tuba player. So I was pulling double duty. You got called up. Yeah. So yeah, I was doing the seventh grade concert, eighth grade concert. And around this time of year, we have our big holiday concert. You know, so I played the seventh grade concert. I'm not feeling good. I'm not feeling great. Go back to the band room after the seventh grade concert. I'm just like sitting in the back, sweating a little bit, just feeling oh, hot. Yeah. Whew, you man. Probably, all right. 
we all dressed up in like a Christmas sweater. Well, so funny you should mention <laughs> yes, that yes. Uh, because I, I and still am a big Packers fan. The, it was a Monday night where the Packers were playing the Buccaneers. Oh. And my mom had this Packers sweater that she let me wear because it was, you know, nicer, yeah. and, you know, but it still had something Packers on it. Because it's your dressy Packers. I was, yeah, exactly. I mean, everybody in it's Wisconsin. Yes, everybody in, in, in Wisconsin understands church Packers. So, you know, I'm not feeling great. And the eighth grade band's warming up. I kind of set it out because, you know, I just played a concert. Don't need to warm up. We're fine. Get out in the concert. And it's it's not getting better. You know, I'm, I'm the tuba sitting in the back row and I am trying to play my way through this thing. And I Ralph. No. Oh, no. Into the tuba. Oh, no. Because I'm playing. I am playing. Like, I am not stopping, right? Like, I am. And it's like, I feel bad for, like, the, 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 one of the person's shoes that I ended up throwing up on. Like, it was a sister of a friend of mine. Like, it was so bad. They had to send the tuba in to a specialist to get it cleaned after I was done with it. Wow, whatever this they is, paid that guy to wasn't yeah. enough. <laughs> right. oh, no. not, not a great night um, as I tried to play through, uh, obviously, the flu. You know, I, I went yeah. better for Michael Jordan when he decided to play through and, and, and having the flu. Yeah, just, just in the Man, back row. It's one thing row. puking in sports. Can't puke in the well, arts. And then you hear, <laughs> right. you hear about it like, from my parents. Because, no like, again, you're in the back row. Like, you're not really seen... But then apparently everybody in the audience could like see everybody looking back as the puke is oh. making its way towards the front. <laughs> yeah, it wasn't wow. wasn't a proud day. There wasn't any sympathy puking, was there? No, there was not. Oh, thank God. No. Ironically, no. a lot of parents called to complain about how bad you were. <laughs> <laughs> Boy, it's a good thing this lady wasn't there that night. And the children with the throwing up? My goodness, it's crap. Let's do some work on these school choirs. My God. It's ridiculous that in this day and age you got to slap some crap on like that for people to actually have to listen to. Thank you. Thank you. And that's the end of that call. She's more upset by that. <laughs> I do Green Bay game nights. The Packers played like crap on, on Monday night. She's more upset than all the other callers we had on Monday night because of the kids.